Hi everyone, welcome to the December episode of Cumberland Conversations, the official podcast for the community of Cumberland City. I'm your host Philippa, and in this series of monthly podcasts we bring you news and discussions that impact the local Cumberland community. This month we have a very special interview for our Christmas episode. At a recent council event for National Safe Work Month, we were very fortunate to have Australian cricket legend Merv Hughes as the guest speaker. After the event, we caught up with Merv for an interview. We are very excited to share that interview with you all now. Hi everyone, Chris here from the Place and Engagement Team at Cumberland City Council. We're here at Eric Tweedle Stadium for part of Safety Day. We've got three special guests here today. We've got Mr. Charlie Ayub, who's our director, Miss Belle Doig, who's our manager, and of course the legendary Merv Hughes, Aussie cricketer. We'll pass it on to Charlie to introduce the panel. Thanks, Chris. All right. Well, Merv, thanks so much for coming out today and for um, addressing all the staff on our Safety Day during National Safe Work Month. I might crack into questions if that's all right with you, mate. No worries. Well, and before you start the questions for a non-compulsory work event to see so many people there just goes to show how how safety weeks or safety month has gone for you and how everyone's getting involved with it and taking it on board which is a great environment to be in. Thanks very much Merv. Yeah I know Bell and the team work really really hard to engage all the staff across council and yeah it was really good to see a fantastic turnout today. We'll get cracking with question number one. So what inspired you to pursue a career in cricket and who are your early cricketing heroes? Good question. I, I suppose I'll just I was brought up uh, country Victoria and dad was football, cricket, tennis, basketball. He encouraged us as kids to play as many different sports as we could. And he just said, as you get older, you narrow the field because you'll, you'll drop sports off. But the ones that you like are the ones that you're going to be more successful at, the ones you, you stick by. And Aussie rules football for me during the winter and, and cricket during the summer. Played a little bit of tennis, a little bit of basketball, but uh, the serious side of it was, was that. I, I, I know it's a bit cliche, but... Uh, um, Dad was a hero of mine, but for the cricket, I grew up, and I think anyone about my age, around that 60 mark, Ian Chappell, Rod Marsh, Dennis Lilly, and yep. from and from overseas, people find it hard, but I, I love Bob Willis from England and Clive Lloyd yep. of the West Indies. Awesome. Thanks, Merv. So we all know that you're a right-arm fast bowler, and you used to charge in. Your role as a fast bowler was physically quite demanding. So what are some of the things that you used to do back then when you were playing to uh, make sure that you could deal with the physical rigours of, of cricket? Yeah, that's, that's a great question in itself too. So I had a lot of back problems when I was young, and it's amazing when guys get into the state squad, they have a back problem, they drop off pretty quickly because a lot of people think that a back problem is a couple of months. Once you've got a back problem, you've got to life so I learned at an early age so I was probably a fast developer so 14-15 playing junior cricket senior cricket had back trouble went saw a sports doctor and he just told me mate just got to get your abs really strong to take care of your back so if you ever think about the human skeleton from the ribs to your hips there's only uh, your spine and he just said if you put all the pressure on that you're going to be in trouble so I got told as a 14-15 year old you cannot do enough sit-ups and, and that was one way to build your um, abdominal muscles up. Um, and I learned that at a young age and, and that just went, went with me. So when we got punished at training and someone said, do 50 sit-ups, yeah. you know, happy days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he came with that. Like <laughs> a lot of people it. didn't. Oh, push-ups were another thing. If I got told push-ups, I wasn't happy. But sit-ups as a punishment, just to lap it up. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's good. So you've spoken today about some legendary cricketers that you played with and that you played against. There might be some staff listening to this podcast who uh, weren't able to come today, like our childcare centres and customer yep. service and our pools. So do you have a favourite story that you're willing to share 
about a legendary cr- cricketer that you played with or against? Too many. Like, obviously, um, Alan Border was fantastic when we played. He took over a young side. He himself was a, a very young captain and an unwilling captain and grew into the captaincy. But to a man, all the players loved Alan Border. He was just great support. He used to go to... When our performance on the ground wasn't great, he'd go to a press conference and the press would bag us and he used to defend us. So uh, Alan Border, Mark Taylor was an absolute ripper. Ian Healy, Steve Warren. It's interesting the perception that people have of Steve Warren. I dare say some of your staff may even even know Steve, but perception that people that don't have of Steve is far, far from the man himself. He's pretty laid back. Like everyone says he's intense. He's, in fact, the, the time that I played, if we won a test match, the three blokes you wanted to be around were Ian Healy, Tim May, the off-spin bowler, and Steve Wall because they were more stupid than the Three Stooges. <laughs> no, no, it was just a, it was just a funny night. You, you, all you had to do is you just followed them around, and, and the, just the, the stupid things they did. Like you would, it reminded you back at high school. Yeah. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. <laughs> Thanks, Merv. I know those those four that you mentioned originally they're they're quite strong leaders, and that that could contribute to the workplace culture here. Oh yeah, without doubt. And- you, you have a look at it, and without realising until you said that, Alan Ball was fantastic. Mark Taylor went on to captain Australia. Steve Ward did the same. And the culture they brought to the team was fantastic. And Ian Healy was vice-captain for a long time. And he himself, Heels, got into the Australian team off the back of his leadership in the under-19s. So strong, strong leadership, doesn't matter whether you're sport, business, whatever you do, strong leadership is, is important. If you've got strong leaders, people will follow. If you've got flimsy leaders, the guys under you will be a little bit unsure. It really was a golden era when you guys were playing and you would entertain the crowds quite frequently with your stretches. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. And I would always stand where you were. Yeah. I oh God, love it. Yeah. It's an interesting one because people say, where did that come up? Well, you got to stretch the ball. And that's, that's one thing that we always did. You, you go down, you get to the ground, you do a warm up. So two laps and then you do 25, 30 minutes of stretching. And that's to get your body prepared for the day ahead. And then when you're, when you're out in the field, you get the okay to bowl, so you just stretch to warm up. And people have been doing it for 100 years. And you MCG and SCG, and, and at the MCG that night, it, it took off. And you scratch your head and you think, well, well, why, why did it happen? But it's interesting now. We talk about workplace safety, and, and people talk about the modern-day player compared to the old players, where the older players never used to wear helmets. Well, the modern-day player don't need to wear helmets, but it's a work-safe, I suppose, initiative, is that they don't want to miss games through injury. So if they get hit, they want to be protected. And um, they've got arm guards, they've got thigh pads, the pads are better, the gloves are better, they've got helmets. Um, and, and it's all about making sure that they're fit enough to play the next game. So Davey Warner, Steve Smith, uh, Marnus Labashay, they could go out and bat. They don't need helmets. They could bat without them. But for peace of mind to know that if they do get hit, which I, I think they've been yeah. each been hit a number of times, yeah. to have that. And it's the same as um, helmets in the workplace. People can't understand why they need to wear them until something drops on their head. Oh, yeah. gee, that was handy. <laughs> <laughs> but when you've got a cricket ball coming at you at 100 miles an hour, I think you just need peace of mind that if you do get hit, you're going to be right to play in, in a week's time. Yeah, we really focus on that in safety as well, like wearing the PPE every day. And sometimes they get a bit lapsed. So yeah. that's a really good message for them to remind them that this stuff is there for their protection. Yeah, without eyewear, e-wear, just the protection, the, the high-vis. Yeah. There's a reason it's worn. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. For, your, for your own protection. So when it, when it first comes in, I think people are a little bit hesitant until they understand. I was always one that if I didn't understand something, I questioned it. Yeah. People that don't understand something are more inclined not to do it. But if you if you explain it right and just say this is an essential part of work and it's 
for your safety. It's not for our benefit. Uh, I think people um, just tune in and, and they get on board. But what I've seen today, the work community here at Cumberland Shire, like, it's fantastic. Like we said, uh, you don't need to be here and, and yet just about everyone was here, which awesome. yeah, just well Thanks. speaks volumes of, of the work environment that you guys are creating. Thank you, Merv. So since retiring from your international cricketing career, now I know this already because my husband's told me, what hobbies have you pursued? Uh, fishing. So I lo- love my <laughs> fishing. And you get more time to do it. So cricket's a summer sport. Down in Victoria, uh, winter gets quite brutal. And, and I'm, I'm a merry weather fisherman. If it gets cold, I'm not interested. Yeah, just to, and to get up to Darwin, to, to have the opportunity to go up to Darwin. So have a, have a fishing show and we just film for that. Most of that's done up in Darwin. And people say, why do you go up to Darwin so often? Well, you go off New South Wales, you go off Victoria, you get that swell, the southern swell. And I get seasick. <laughs> um, so you get up to Darwin and you get a chop on a rough day, but generally it's it's pretty flat. And a lot of the barramundi fishing and fishing that we do are, are up the estuaries and up the rivers. Do you go to um, the Tiwi so, Islands? I've uh, been out to the Tiwi That's Islands. Brilliant. Oh, it's magnificent. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. So I went out to Matty Wright's uh, Tiwi Island retreat. Yeah. Um, we had a week out there and it was just unbelievable. Yeah, my it's husband's a great place. That. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great place. Yeah. But, I've never seen fish that big in my life. Oh, mate, it's, that's what I say. I had a mate down at home. I said, come on, he said, I don't like fish. And I said, why not? He said, I'll never catch anything. Come to Darwin, mate. That yeah, you catch it, yeah. Mate, seriously, they jump in the boat up there. <laughs> you just go out, mate, while you're baiting the hook up, the fish just jump into the boat. Like, it's, it's great. It's but, just the crocs you have to look uh, out for, Yeah, right? well, that's right. I think that's what the fish are jumping in the boat for, get away from the crazy crocs. <laughs> Thank you for the last question for you, Merv, today. You are from the era where talking about your problems is not the done thing. You mentioned in your talk today how this has changed for the better and it's important to ask for help. What, what are some of the things that you do to check in on your mental health and those of the people around you? Um, yeah, I think it's a big one. If you're feeling a bit flat, and I, like I, when, when we played cricket, it was more the physical side of thing was that if you've got a problem, you, you talk about it. You know, if you had a, a niggling injury, so if your Achilles were a bit sore, your ankle was a bit sore, your shoulder was a bit sore, you, you got it seen to before it got badly sore. And, and the thing that I recall, we, we had a psychologist travel with the team the whole time. So you could always sort of sit down and they quite often just walked up and started the conversation. Like, how are things going? You're going, okay, how are you feeling? You're feeling good. I'm feeling a bit flat today. Why? And then you're encouraged to talk about how you're feeling. Um, even even just uh, the simple things that we used to do, we used to get a, a spreadsheet on how we used to feel. So one to ten, before the game, during the game, at lunch, we used to sort of sit there and, and sort of tick boxes from one to ten. And you think, to me, I always thought the physical side of things were more important. But when you think about what we used to do, the mental side of things was was pertinent and relevant then, but we, we just tended to sort of overlook it. But the, the big thing, and I said in my talk today, and for the people, benefit of the people that weren't here, the big thing is you, you've just got to understand that if you're not quite right, there's there's always people to talk to. And, and you open up to people um, that, that you respect and that you trust. And um, if that's not the case, uh, the, the sheet that you had with all the counselling numbers on it, for, for people to open up and have the opportunity to, to ring them, if you're not confident talking to your friends, if you're not confident talking to a doctor, to ring up and talk to a counsellor that has got the background and the knowledge to help. And people are of the view, how can someone that doesn't know me uh, help me? Well, they mightn't know you, but they know people that have been going through the same problems and the same situations. So yeah, it's just it's just relevant. You know, the mental health is as important as physical health. And if you're physically right and mentally tired, things go wrong. If you're mentally right and physically tired, you can overcome it. 
So mental health is is probably more more important these days than anything else. Agreed. Thank you so much, Merv. No Thank worries, you so Belinda. much for joining our podcast and for coming today and being so generous with your stories. I know the staff absolutely loved it and they'll be talking about this <laughs> forever. Uh, so thank you, Merv. No, it was great. And, and like I said, to come out to a, an environment that you guys have created within the workplace here, it's, it's a feather in your cap because to, to get that many people at a non-compulsory do or they probably just showed up to see Greg Page, the yellow wiggle, didn't that's they? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I come. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Merv. Come no back any time. Come back any time. We've loved Cheers. having you. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Next up, we have a few guests. Today, I'm joined by the Place and Engagement team. Welcome to Cumberland Conversations, everyone. Thanks, Philippa. Uh, we've had a big year in the place and engagement team this year with lots of activations and major milestones achieved. So for our Christmas special, I'm going to do a bit of a roundup for the team and ask everyone to tell our listeners your name and your role and what your highlight of the year has been. So I'm going to start with Chris, over to you. Thanks, Philippa. Uh, so for those who don't know, my name is Chris Bonoski and I have the privilege of being the Acting Manager of Place and Engagement here at Cumberland City Council, and I look after the wider team. Um, we have economic development, placemaking activation, community engagement, uh, and smart places. Uh, this year has been a, been a rough year, a lot of work, but we all enjoy the work that we do, and we're very proud of the work that we do. Uh, one of the highlights for me was certainly the opening of Maryland Civic Square. Uh, we had about 8,500 people show up on the night, and we had a range of uh, food, music, entertainment, different acts for the community to enjoy. The activation went so well that we done continuous uh, activations in the space for the next uh, few months after it. And uh, we do have a few more coming up. So look at the Have You Say website and um, please come and enjoy the space. Thanks, Chris. Next is our news team member. Over to you. Thanks, Philippa. Hi, I'm Ishita Dutia. I am Cumberland City Council's new Principal Smart Places Officer. And my role here is to look at the implementation of Cumberland City Council's Smart Places Strategy and Action Plan. And I think the highlight for me this year has been just meeting the team and meeting all the wonderful colleagues at Cumberland City Council. It's been a few weeks since I've just joined. So looking forward to all the Christmas celebrations at office. That sounds excellent. Uh, and then we have the place making and activation team. Yeah, thanks, Philippa. My name is John Curry, Acting Coordinator, Placemaking and, and Activations. Uh, the highlight uh, for, for me this year is just seeing the, uh, the team grow and the support we've um, provided to all council team members for their engagements and respective programs and events we put on for the community. So the team's come a long way and uh, I look forward to a, a, a bigger and better 2024. Thanks, John. What about you, Josh? Hi everyone, my name's Josh. I'm a placemaking and liaison officer. Uh, great to be on the team. I think a highlight for myself, well, I've got a few highlights, so I hope I can say a few of them. Um, it's been Pimway Community Garden, the grand opening there. It was great to get that community involved in a great little space. Uh, but also I've loved working in the Maryland Civic Square and the activations we've had there. We've had some great inflatables. We've had the school extravaganza. Lots of fun, um, and we're looking forward to continuing that throughout the next year. So now we'll go the, to the economic development team. Hi, everyone. I'm Helda Greer. I'm the coordinator for economic development. And look, it's been a wonderful year. Humberland continues to grow and prosper. We're doing about $13 billion now in GRP, which just is amazing for a, a, an LGA of our size, and we're continually growing. It's been uh, the highlights of my year have been sort of dealing with our great businesses. Look, uh, you know, there's some great people out there who offer some great services and products. Get out there and shop and buy your Christmas presents from them. 
They really deserve your support. The other feature, I think, for me was the Trade Up to a Better Future program, which involved connecting women to trades. And I tell you, the the future of uh, Greater Western Sydney is just going to explode. We have got such a depth of talent and and really smart and you know energetic people that are young people that are really going to drive the future of Western Sydney. And 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 I really you know thank uh, the community for their support on those programs. And finally, I'd like to thank my team. You know, uh, it's it's been wonderful to have your support. Without it, we, we wouldn't have been able to deliver the programs we have. So we're very fortunate um, to be, uh, you know, doing the things we do. And it's great to have a great group of people helping you and supporting you every day. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Helder. Thanks, guys. And now, the, finally, the community engagement team, who will be very familiar to regular listeners of the podcast. Over to you, Ivana. So, hi guys, my name is Ivana. I'm the Community Engagement Officer at Cumberland City Council. I'd have to say one of my highlights for this year was the engagement um, pop-up or the pop-up store that we had at the Cherry Blossom Festival. Um, It was really great being able to chat to everyone, being able to try the different types of food, listening to the music. Um, Yes, that was definitely one of my highlights. And Eliza. Hi, I'm Eliza of the Community Engagement Team. And um, one of my highlights this year was definitely joining the team. Um, so I'm a trainee digital media officer with the team and it's my first working experience, which is really exciting. And um, I'm with a great group of people. And yeah, that was my. So I'm Philippa. I'm the coordinator of community engagement and communications. Uh, we've done more than 120 consultations this year. So awesome job team. So Ivana and Eliza, oh, so many highlights, but just having such an awesome team, and I'm going to say, in addition to Maryland Civic Square opening, which is probably on everyone's list, and Cherry Blossom, as Ivana said, I'm going to say Diwali because it was an amazing event. The events team really hit, knocked it out of the park, um, and it was just uh, to, just being a part of that crowd, and so many people came and spoke to us that night. Um, I think more than 200 people came and spoke to me, and there was like thousands of people there. It was just an amazing atmosphere. And I think the West Mid South consultation, which has been going on for the last month or so, has just been amazing. We've had so many people come and talk to us about it, come to all the pop-ups, the Feast Up Fridays in Westmead with um, the Urban Strategy and Planning Team and led by our police team have just been such an amazing activation. The community of Westmead have come out and supported it. It's just been so good to see like all these cross teams working together and showing what we can do when when we all like, you know, come and, and see what what a place can be when we work together. So that's kind of my highlight. So many of them. Chris, do you have any final comments for the Cumberland community? I do. Uh, Firstly, I do want to thank the wider team for their hard work. And I know we say this every year, but it has been a um, a very full on you. Um, There's been lots of changes, lots of projects, and I'm extremely proud and and humbled by the team's uh, efforts this year. And we are a growing team. Uh, We're quite a small team, but we're a feisty team and we get a lot of things done. Some of the things I want to talk about um, uh, the the work that the, the team does in their own respective units. Uh, like you said, Philippa, 125 engagements is, is is phenomenal, and I notice that that grows and grows every year. And we're always out and about in the community, talking to talking to people and getting feedback, and it's what we love doing. Um, and I want to see that continue in, into the new year and find new innovative innovative ways of uh, of doing things. 
I, don't look, I really look forward to seeing what comes out of those efforts. Um, I also want to shout out the economic development team and, and Helda in, in particular, who, who puts on these amazing programs for the community. Uh, one of the highlights for me has certainly been the Small Business Month uh, event um, with 170 people attending. Uh, there's a lot of background work that goes into these things that um, sometimes don't get recognised, and I think this is a great platform to talk about those those successes. And uh, without people like Helder and the team, um, we wouldn't have such a thriving business community in, in Cumberland. And uh, I'd like to congratulate him and all the work that he does, and I look forward to seeing what he does uh, he does next year. The place and activation team, I mean, geez, they're, they're just phenomenal superstars who are you know, doing things on a weekly basis, <laughs> it feels like sometimes. Um, and, yeah, we get called upon to to activate places and do openings of, of places and spaces. And whilst a lot of the, the, the work uh, that you know, is uh, looks like it's, it's activation-based, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on in, in the background. Um, and all the strategic work the team do, um, including, you know, public domain upgrades, uh, public art, furniture installations, uh, just reports and studies. Um, that's just just phenomenal. And um, I really want to shout out the team for their hard work. And I know they've been full on and it looks like they will be full on for, for, for a little bit. But I want to encourage, you know, uh, the community to use these great public spaces that we've been activating and opening. Um, they're, they're, they're built for purpose and they're built for, for, you, for you to enjoy. Um, and we're happy to have discussions with any of the community members regarding those 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 places. I also want to uh, shout out to the uh, Smart Places team, so with Sheeta, who's our, uh, our new staff member. Uh, we've got some some big projects coming up in the next three years. We've got our Smart Places strategy and action plan that's available for the community to view on our website, um, and it's a good way to keep uh, Sheeta and I accountable for the work that we've got to produce. Uh, there's a three-year action plan, and um, she's already hit the ground running, and I'm really proud um, to be working with her, and I look forward to seeing um, some of those uh, outcomes for the community. and. Just lastly, this one's a bit of a uh, a personal one for me. I want to I want to thank Eliza uh, for for her efforts in the year. She's a, a young gun, um, and like as like she said, it's a, her first role here at um at Cumberland, and I think her first role ever in the corporate world. Um, and she's been just phenomenal and mature the maturity level she demonstrates is 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 we are way beyond her years um and i look forward to to keep her seeing her grow and develop uh, and, and i want to thank her for all the the work that she um she does for us and i'm sure yeah the team can echo what i say when um yeah we want to keep seeing you grow and develop so thank you very much um and just on a final note um, I want to thank the the, the executive team here at, at Cumberland Council. Um, I want to thank the the community that works with us, and I just want to wish everyone a happy new year and a mer- very merry Christmas. Just a quick reminder: uh, in January, we have a bunch of uh, water slides that's going up on uh, every Saturday and Sunday in January. So there's more information on that on our website. Uh, but I look forward to seeing you guys there. I certainly will be there, and let's all cool down and have a have a nice break. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Chris. So. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And uh, I think we should wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So, everyone, as Chris said, make sure you keep an eye on the Council website and the Have Your Say site for updates on what's happening around Cumberland over Christmas and in the January period. We also encourage you to register on the Have Your Say site as that way you can receive our monthly newsletter with notifications of the latest consultations and other community news. You can also get some Christmas tips on how to manage food waste and Christmas recycling in our December 2021 episode. So don't forget to check that out too. Thank you to Charlie and Belinda and of course Merv Hughes 
for our special interview this month and to the Place and Engagement team for joining us for our Christmas special. I'd also like to thank you, our listeners, for spending this time with us. I hope you found it informative and enjoyable, and we look forward to catching up with you again next month. You have been listening to the Cumberland Conversations podcast, the official podcast for the community of Cumberland City. You can listen to this podcast for free on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and the Cumberland City Council website. 